we have in our first reading today this beautiful story, this famous story of Daniel in the lion's den. It's the kind of fascinating story that makes it into our children's Bible books with all the pretty pictures and stuff. I remember, I remember this story from back then and I can see in my mind a picture of Daniel sitting placidly amongst all the lions that are just lying around calmly. And it's a great miracle that's worked in this story. But the miracle that I want to talk about today, and I think the, the greatest miracle of the story, is not that Daniel survives the night with the lions. Because really, God, you know, the lions are just you know, unthinking creatures and, and God can really bend them to his will and he can shut up their jaws and stop them from eating Daniel if he wants them to. But what, what is actually far more important to God and what is a far more difficult thing for God to achieve is that King Darius turns from um, making sure that the entire kingdom will only worship him to suddenly, by the end of the story, he is, is writing to all the nations of the world, proclaiming that the God of Daniel is Lord. God has managed to turn King Darius's heart, has managed to reveal himself to him and show that he is the God of all creation. Um, and... Yeah, open up Darius's heart to know him in that way. And that's a far greater miracle than simply the lions not eating Daniel. So I want to have a look at how Darius is kind of brought to this, this conclusion, this conversion, perhaps. We don't know whether his life actually turned around and he lived for the Lord, but he at least proclaims him in this moment. But it begins with, you know, the, these other... The other officials find that Daniel's been worshipping the Lord, so therefore, according to Darius's decree, he has to be sentenced to death. And we see that Darius actually really loves Daniel. Well, whether he, whether he loves him or he at least doesn't want him to die, he, he respects him in some way, perhaps because of the role that he's been doing in, in his kingdom, because he's been helping him with his prophecy and his understanding and his wisdom. He so values Daniel that it grieves him that Daniel's going to die in the lion's pit. So when, when well, first, first he tries to find a way out of the law that he's decreed. You know, maybe I can find a, a loophole or something and Daniel doesn't have to be punished in this way. But there's no way around the law. So Daniel has to go into the pit. But when Daniel spends the night in the lion's den, we see that King Darius spends the night fasting and on his knees in prayer praying that Daniel would survive. So he's, he's clearly being, being drawn to a, a great care for, uh, um, for Daniel, which is the beginning of this conversion. And I wonder as well whether while Darius is praying that Daniel survives, Daniel in the lion's pit, obviously not worried about what the lions are going to do to him. He probably wasn't fearful. Trusting in the Lord, he wasn't even fearful if the lions did eat him. But I wonder whether he was on his knees praying for Darius or praying for those who'd sent him in there. Because we can see that Daniel's so detached, he's going to worship the Lord, whatever. If that means he goes into the lion's pit and dies, okay. If that means he goes into the lion's pit and, and God saves him, praise the Lord. But when Daniel does survive in the morning, we see that Darius has been convinced um, he's amazed and knows that God is the Lord, that God is, he is the living God, he endures forever. Um, that's what he says about the God of Daniel. So, 
what does this mean for us? Because this, this really is an image of the, the kind of witness that we can give in the world and what God wants to achieve through our faithfulness, through our witness. He, he, most of all, the one thing God wants to do in the world, the one miracle that he's interested in is revealing himself to human hearts so that they would worship him, just like Darius does. And we're called to, to help bring that about through our faithfulness and through our, our steadfastness in following the Lord, um, not worshipping other gods or not worshipping kings who demand that we worship them. But we can have no control over the result of that. See, Daniel was so committed to worshipping the Lord and so trusting in the Lord that it didn't matter whether he did die in the lion's pit. Perhaps God wanted to bring about Darius's conversion through Daniel's death. But instead, he wanted to bring it about through Daniel's survival. But we're called to be faithful and called to witness to our brothers and sisters by the, the holy and faithful way of life that we live. And we're called to simply lay that down to however God wants to use that. We can, um, I was talking yesterday about the, the, the selfishness of our witness. We can kind of argue for the faith to defend ourselves and stop ourselves from being persecuted. But really, we're called to, in love for our brothers and sisters, simply be faithful to the Lord, simply give that witness um, and accept whatever comes to us. But the one thing we ought to desire, according to the heart of the Lord, is that people would come to know him. That perhaps the greatest miracle would be that those who are persecuting us or those who are looking down on us would come to worship him. So let's reflect today as we worship on, on what areas of witness there might be in our lives. Who are those people that are seeing our lives of faithfulness and, and how might God want to reveal his glory to them? How might he want to reveal through our simple daily witness, our simple daily faithfulness, reveal to them that he is the living God and he endures forever because this is what God really wants, to draw the hearts of his sons and daughters back to him, to know him and to worship him.